Hey, it's Kenny. Welcome to episode number four. Hanging out with Eric and Julie of In Season Market and Nursery in Stockton, California. Stay tuned. So the espresso, um, have you used one before? No, I've never used it. Uh, I know how to make drip coffee. Let's put it that way. But uh, we have a, a person who's going to, we were hoping she could come and uh, kind of just run the place for us. And she sort of will, but she can't work here that much because she has another job. Mm -hmm. So she's going to train, train us. And we're going to hire people to be baristas, and maybe we'll hire people who already have experience. And we've had several people who see that we're putting in a coffee bar ask if they, we need some help with it mm -hmm. because they want to be part of it too. So, so there you have it. People need coffee. He's not a morning person? No, I'm not so. either, although I have to be. <laughs> what time do you usually wake up and start? Well, we don't open till 9, so the whole coffee thing is going to, you know, we got to be open, I'm thinking, like 7. Mm -hmm. We haven't okay. figured it out exactly. Uh, I know, like, uh, you know, what Starbucks are, is open at six or something, but I th that's that's awfully early. You're gonna better better than Starbucks. We're gonna be totally different than Starbucks. For one thing, we're having no to-go cups. No to-go cups because we don't hmm. want any. We want to produce as little garbage as possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, and we always have kind of been that way. So we don't have like plastic stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, we try not to use plastics. For some things, we have to, like our seed trays, because we're, you know, run nursery. They're all plastic. So certain things you can't avoid, mm -hmm. but uh, we want to do as little as possible. So we're not having uh, just produce garbage, you know, as little garbage as possible. So we're having no to-go cups. We're gonna, you know, have mugs if people want to drink the coffee here, they can. And um, that way, we take advantage of the one of the best things that we have, which is our gorgeous space to hang mm -hmm. out in. And uh, we'll have, if they want to bring a mug, great. If they, if they want to bring a travel mug, or they can buy a travel mug. So those are the three ways to uh, get some coffee. Julie wants to say something. Well, this is our big controversy right now between Eric and I, because <laughs> I think that maybe is not a wise way to start a business, uh, refusing to sell people coffee if they don't have a mug with them. So so I, we, we have, since we started this business, we've been very um, diligent about not using plastic. We, mm -hmm. we don't have plastic bags, we don't have plastic shopping baskets, we don't have any of that. And we are trying to reduce our trash here. And so uh, encouraging people to reduce their trash too is a great idea. However, However we, do, we do want to serve coffee. Mm -hmm. However. However. <laughs> and the discussion continues. So hanging out with Eric and Julie, at in season nursery market and nursery market in market, season, and nursery. market and nursery so what is this place about this place is um, it's about uh, really what it comes down to is <laughs> connecting people to nature through food and plants hmm. that's how, that's what that's what it's about so we have a nursery Julie is a nursery expert she's been she worked for nurseries for a long time uh, and I handle more of the produce side. We have a market where we sell produce, some of which we grow on the property. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a you know a giant garden in the back or a small farm, however you want to describe it. Um, we have a gift shop where we sell pottery and uh, garden art made by mostly by people just who live in town. Mm -hmm. And uh, artisan foods like I made jam at home with a permit from the health department, sell it here. Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, 
and now we're going to start serving espresso. Down the road, we're going to have a deli so we can have soups and sandwiches. And then further down the road, it'd be nice to get a beer and wine license and have more of a commercial kitchen. Very cool. Yeah. What got you into doing farming, agriculture? Well, I'll tell you what happened is that uh, <laughs> the housing crash got us into it. Uh, you know, Julie, wa we both lost our jobs kind of at the same time. We didn't even know each other then. I lost mine in 2008. 2008, when the, when the uh, stock market really hit the crash, I lost it in November of that year. Yeah, and I lost my job in 2010. I was a journalist for almost 20 years. So uh, I jumped into farming just by chance. Plus, I, I don't know, I liked, I liked being outside. I liked growing things. I'd never farmed before, but uh, I've learned a lot since then. And uh, I figured, you know, people got to eat. So mm -hmm. getting in the food business can't be too bad. So I lost my job in 2008. Like I said, I worked for Orchard Supply Hardware. I used to run their nursery, and mm -hmm. then I was promoted to the buying office, so I worked out of the nursery buying office. I used to travel a lot, and like I said, in 2008, when the economy crashed, they laid us all off, which was actually the best thing that ever happened to me, because then I started mm -hmm. my own business. So I have, I've had run a landscape business for the last six years, and then last year, Eric and I finally uh, signed a lease for this business, and so now uh, we do this as well. But we also do landscape. We st oh, yeah. We st so I said as well. We still do. Mm -hmm. I still have landscape clients. I still have regular landscape clients. And I have new ones all the time I see. So the reason why I'm doing this podcast is yeah. to highlight stories of people I've met through my careers. And this, with this, we met through Cafe Coop. And yeah. um, so through Puentes, too. Right. So, so talk the about farming. The farming. Okay. So I, I, um, so I got laid off. And then the guy, uh, but, well... Even before I got laid off, I started a little side business because I knew I was going to get laid off at some point mm -hmm. because the newspaper industry at the time was just going down the toilet. So uh, I just had a little business where I'd pick backyard fruit and resell it. And that got me some publicity in the record and some other publications. And a, a guy with an organic farm east of town ended up seeing seeing that and mm -hmm. said, hey. And he just happened to call me out of the blue or email me one day a few months after I got laid off and said, hey, I got an organic farm. There's some land I'm not using. Come use it. <laughs> and I said, okay. So that's kind of how I just ended up in farming. And then that led me to, after a year or two, then I started a CSA, a, um, you know, produce delivery service, a kind mm -hmm. of a farm. What is a CSA? It stands for Community Supported Agriculture. Uh, it's, it's a weird term because it's like, uh, three nouns put together that doesn't really describe anything. But <laughs> what it means is you have a farm and you sell directly to a consumer, usually, you know, weekly. Uh, you deliver a box or they pick up a box or something mm -hmm. like that. So I did that. And uh, and then uh, I did meet Jeremy Terhune, who is in charge of uh, the executive director of Puentes, which is a nonprofit that he founded. And he ended up uh, with an urban farm east mm -hmm. of, I mean, west of downtown Stockton. And he wanted to do the same thing I did. So basically they leased my business and I ran and managed their farm for a few years. Mm -hmm. And uh, But yeah, you know, I could see that uh, I just wanted to have a store where people could come to me rather than me driving around dropping off boxes of produce. So mm -hmm. for a long time I, w I wanted the store, but it just uh, only happened a year ago. Mm -hmm. What type of farming is it? Is it organic? Do you use pesticides yeah, or anything? No pesticides whatsoever. So it's, uh, the term I use is natural farming. Mm -hmm. And uh, natural nursery, nursery-ing for that matter, 
So we don't spray anything. Mm -hmm. uh, the way we fight pests is, is through biodiversity and just having a lot of different kinds of plants and tons of small flowering plants for a lot of beneficial insects that kill pests. And uh, we invite as many bugs onto this property as possible. Mm -hmm. That's how we do it. And so there's a, just an ongoing war between pests and the bugs that want to kill pests. And generally speaking, we don't have we don't like have crop failures for the most part. You know, we get plants bitten or eaten here mm -hmm. and there, but uh, the plants we have are super healthy. So you're you can say you're chemical free. We're yeah, completely chemical free. Is there ever a need to use these chemicals? There's there's, there's really not a need. But if one guy wants to farm a hundred acres and a tractor, then. There's no other way to do it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So is it because of the size? Is that why people use more of the chemical pesticides? Well, it's, it's that, and labor costs are higher. Uh, so it's, a, you know, just the way farming is, it, to really maximize profit, um, they don't really care that they're sitting there poisoning the soil uh, and the plants and the air and the water because it makes money. Mm-hmm. Plus, pesticide use has to do with the way something looks when it's sold. Mm -hmm. So um, customers come in here and they know that if they uh, see a wormhole in an apple, mm -hmm. it doesn't ruin the whole batch. It just means that those apples weren't sprayed with the pesticide. Mm -hmm. So they're more forgiving um, as far as any kind of blemishes or imp mm -hmm. imperfections in stuff we sell because they know we didn't spray bug poison on it to get rid of the bugs. Mm -hmm. And isn't that usually taste better? What I've noticed, with, especially with tomatoes, is when they eat like the heirloom tomatoes have a richer taste versus like a store-bought tomato. Well, store-bought tomato is is grown like a lot of to, uh, like a lot of fruit in the store is grown for uh, its properties to store well and ship well. And taste is at the bottom of the mm -hmm. yeah, and it's got to look good. They don't care how it tastes really. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, an apple at the store still tastes okay. Tomatoes at the store almost have no flavor, mm -hmm. but uh, so it just depends on the fruit. But uh, you know, if you're picking something and then just turning when it's ripe and turning around and selling it, like we do here, like we we've been planting an orchard, so we have I don't know how many trees planted. I haven't counted them yet, but I mean there's several dozen, probably three dozen. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we'll be able to pick when it's ripe and turn around and sell it so they're, they're going to taste great just like the produce that we sell mm -hmm. you know when we pick a tomato we pick tomatoes almost every day and sell them in the store mm. just right they're grown right on the property so it's it's basically it's kind of like backyard fruit essentially mm -hmm. you know you pick it when it's ripe and, and it can't taste any better so are you using this nursery to educate people as well as eating healthier organic we farming do, actually um we have classes. Was there a bug on me or something? Uh, or? No, no, no. It was. Oh, there you go. I saw it fly off. Okay, off. good. Sorry. We're, we're, at, we're, we're in an or surrounded by organic... <laughs> Critters. ...stuff. <laughs> so I got a sp spider on me. I hate spiders, so you could have just not, not said, said anything. anything. And yeah, well, uh, luckily the host of the podcast did not have a panic attack. But. No, I, I've gotten... It's weird. I've gotten better about spiders, I don't, but I still don't like them. I... Would yeah. rather not be well, around them. They're, they're fine. Well, you know, black widows. Uh, I squish those, but most other ones. Are fine. So, what do you think about the movement? Then you always like in Sacramento, I guess in Stockton too. The farm to fork. Uh, what's your yeah. thoughts? Well, our thoughts is we're we're 100% right there with them, uh, and this store is partly uh, you know all about farm to fork because we literally pick stuff 
and turn around and sell it that day. Mm -hmm. uh, and now that we're starting, well, you know, we're starting in the in the coffee business first, which we, of course, we don't grow, but uh, soon we'll have a, a deli where we'll make soups and sandwiches and stuff with some of the produce that we grow. And uh, when um, when we get the more of a full-blown kitchen, it's just it's it's all part of the same thing. Then we'll we'll grow even more of what we. Um, cook in, in what is kitchen. this jumping spider yeah it's a black it's a exactly little sure. yeah, it's no the orange deal. thing on its butt yeah yeah they, they <laughs> crawl around they jump around okay they're it's harmless <laughs> so uh yeah farm to fork is great you know it's it's like why people grow food in their yards mm -hmm. uh, that's yard to fork and how has the support been here in stockton for this nursery the support has been really good actually we've been open a year now in a month or so and uh people love this place i mean they they love coming here and they talk about how peaceful it mm -hmm. feels or we get comment this doesn't even feel like stockton mm -hmm. people say oh this is a, feels like you know half moon bay or someplace so <laughs> uh because it's all there's just so much so much life going on here you mm -hmm. know plant life and there's butterflies and hummingbirds all over the place and then people Mm -hmm. There's people life too. This does remind me of Mendocino. I don't know if you've been there. Yeah. Like the little, was that a water house or? It's a tank house. Mm -hmm. We do have a tank house on the property because a hundred years ago this was a farm. Hmm. And there is still a water tank in the third floor of that tower. It's not operating or anything, mm -hmm. but it's still up there. Would you operate it one day no. or with, no? no. Okay. Be no practical reason to use it? Yeah, and it would, uh, you know, to get it working again. Mm -hmm would uh would yeah i don't really have an interest you know these two uh there's there's two like two by 12 joists that stick out of the top of the tank house mm -hmm. and out of the walls and that, that that was a wind it held a windmill okay so and that's how they pump the water up there so besides the cafe the espresso machine is there what's the future plans any plans for growth of the nursery at all or uh yeah we want to just do more um well, we want to get into things that are seasonal, like maybe sell Christmas trees next year. Uh, we want to have more events here. People do like this space, and mm -hmm. so uh, they, we have already had like three pop-up dinners this year. And uh, so people are using the space for events, so we're going to expand that. And then just uh, use some of the land that we have in the back that is not fully developed yet and for nursery uses and... Uh, Anything that we can think of that, that would benefit the business and, and just, you know, make this place nicer than it is now. Mm -hmm. So it seems like you're doing your part to promote literacy in a sense or education yeah. about organic farming. What, yeah. do you, what do you see the future in the U.S. As, or even just California about organic farming and just eating healthier? Uh, I think uh, it's just going to keep growing, you know. I, it's still... In the over, like you take the entire United States and you look at how much is organic, it's it's still kind of a drop in the bucket. But mm -hmm. uh, people do want to like reconnect with the land, I think, and, mm -hmm. and uh, grow more food and be, live healthier and cut down on the amount of chemicals that are just in their bodies and the environment. And so I think that's just going to continue. And we're on a we're on the the path that. Uh, you know, is gaining ground against the style of farming that basically poisons the land. 
how do you see that growing? Because I know there's a lot of, we live in San Joaquin County, we're surrounded by agriculture, but it's usually on a bigger scale. How, yeah. do, how do you? Well, it grows, it's a, it's a small, it's still a small, uh, a slow growing trend because the most powerful interests in the country, ag-wise, do not, uh, are, would, are fighting it, basically, mm -hmm. you know. So you have, like, Monsanto is uh, an international company that is helped sometimes by the State Department to get into markets in, in other countries. And uh, so uh, they're constantly making headway when it comes to, uh, you know, selling chemicals, pesticides, and genetically modified seeds mm -hmm. and things that uh, we don't want to do I personally don't want to do so. It seemed like it'd be beneficial, especially for the city of Stockton, San Joaquin. Like you're saying, someone, someone said, oh, it feels like, was it Half Moon Bay or something, yeah. to help develop more of these. Because I think it would drive up tourism, plus. Yeah, it would, for sure. And plus, would be eating healthier, and. Yeah. It seems like a win win. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think there. I mean, hopefully, you know, people see this and want to do similar things. You know, so it, the whole movement of uh, healthy eating and uh, regenerating uh, land is we can, if we can do a little part of that, that that grows those things that we believe in, then that's awesome. But I'm just saying, in the big scheme of things, that the people who have the real power in the United States are. The kind of the opposite of what we do so it's hard to change on a massive scale yeah. because of that so how does one find your market here uh well we're um we're on the web at inseason.store we're on instagram at inseason.store and we're on facebook at inseason.store also you can find us just googling inseason market and nursery where it's at 215 east alpine avenue in stockton and uh so we're easy to find. We're out there. If you drive by Alpine, east of El Dorado, you can't miss us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, tons of people to say, you know, who who finally stopped for the first time because we're on a busy street, right? Right. And so all, it happens all the time. And, oh, I just wanted to stop by, and finally <laughs> I did. And so then they're just checking the place out. Great. Usually the the uh, you know the their reaction is just awesome, super positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great place. It's it is peaceful. Um, yeah. Yeah. At, at, yeah, it's a great place to hang out and. Yeah, I mean, and so when we, you know, the more, the more we can let people just hang out with a cup of coffee or mm -hmm. a bite to eat or a beer or a beer <laughs> or a glass of wine, yeah, then uh, it, I think, it's just going to help grow the business and, and, uh, and then maybe maybe even you know, have other businesses mm -hmm. uh, that do something similar. Great, thanks, Eric. Thanks, Kenny. Awesome being here. Good right. to see you. Again, I want to thank Eric and Julie for hanging out for episode number four. For the next episode, I'm going to be with Nate Knott of Regional Transit District in Stockton, California. Until then, take care. <laughs>